Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed. Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Monday, Monday, June 20th. You know what that means on Mondays. It's Mondays with McCool. Joined by James McCool, the co-author, with me on the theory of daily fantasy sports. I'm bringing it up right now. It's a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass that you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com. As I see people in the YouTube chat, Daniel Hutchins, Nerdy Tenor. He may like that this exercise we'll we'll be doing this morning. Uh, Chris Ahrens is here. Good morning. Right? This is a DFS strategy show. Baseball is coming up later today, right? We got the eight-game slate. Uh, They'll be talking about that on Grinders Live later today at uh, 5 o'clock. Crunch time presented by FanDuel. Free all season follows that at 6.20. So uh, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when they go live. I'll probably be playing. I'll probably be playing the single entry contest. Uh, I'm I'm getting sick and tired, James, of building 7 million liners for baseball. Uh, Being that that, uh, we'll be working on the, the, the new sequel, to the, the, the four advanced players guide with Excel tools for the theory of daily fantasy sports, as well as, uh, you know, be doing a lot more uh, uh, data analysis for MMA. I want to get myself ready for NFL. Uh, I, I've, I've decided to like, maybe I'm not going to be playing a hundred plus lineups in MLB. I'll just analyze and go, I'll take my best shot. Maybe I'll make four lineups or something. One in the 121, three in the $88 contest. And like, not have to worry about getting the nuts every night. You know, some guy hits a home run, it's like, oh, I'm dead, right? Yeah. In large field, that's kind of the way it is. But in small field, maybe not. But uh, but but yeah, baseball. It, it's 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 June already, and I'm sick of baseball. Yeah, I have. Uh, I probably have a little bit more pep in my step, I guess, than you do. Uh, I I love baseball, and I I think that my baseball models are probably my my favorite tool that like I have ever built. So I, I guess I have a little bit more. Uh, more good spot when it comes to baseball. I probably have another month of happily grinding it until I'm just like, I'm done with this. Um, but that's usually how it goes, right? Like as soon as we get into around August, uh, I got to tap out because I have NFL that I have to worry about. And we're, we're working into the, the later stages of like esports, And that's when some majors happen for Counter-Strike and, um, you know, League of Legends. And at, eventually when we get into August, it's like, all right, I I can't keep focusing any energy on like actually playing at this point because I got to move on to the next sport. Um, NFL, I should should start the NFL offseason stuff this week. I usually try to have that product up by uh, July ish, just because the the beginning of it, NFL. I think that if you focused a lot on NFL up to now, unless you're a hardcore best ball grinder, that, that you didn't really gain that much on the field. Right. Like there's going to be injuries, there's going to be signings, going to be trades, going to be camp cuts, everything like that. And um, anything up till now, unless you were doing it in the purpose of like trying to leverage the field and best ball stuff. I just I don't see a reason to work on NFL much earlier than this. Well, one thing I wanted to work on this morning is is getting your mindset in order. I mean, I think I think June, July, August kind of, you know, we don't have basketball. You don't have football yet. I think is a good time to use the summer to train your brain to think in terms of probabilities, think in terms of expected value, think in terms of equity. 
And uh, I wanted to play a, a realistic game today uh, to describe what happened at, in the, I'm in the, the MMA uh, World Championship, uh, you know, whatever. I qualified, but it's they're breaking into round. There's three rounds in order to get to the 10-person live final. And uh, the week before, we talked about it, that there were 70 entries. And six of us played the same exact lineup and tied for 27. So there were four spots to give, but six of us tied. So according to DraftKings, they were going to run a tiebreaker with the top four out of six out of us. And the semblance going into that, you know, the strategically was, well, MMA, you know, cash lineups in MMA are fairly straightforward. I mean, sometimes there are a couple of lineups that are close to one another, right? Uh, and it's a matter of which one do you play. So I was in this 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 this, this round, this tiebreaker, knowing that four out of six pay, and it's quite possible that, that they may be lineup duplication. So James, let, let me throw it to you first to think through it, since you weren't in this position. If... Four out of six pay. Should you be more or less inclined to play a lineup that is duplicated in the contest? More inclined. And why would that be? Uh, because in order to cash that contest, you're basically trying to force the onus of winning onto other people. If it's four out of six, then that means that all you have to do is just be right there in the middle. If you tie with the four other people and then two people do not tie with you guys. And those two people get kicked out and then the other four people. Yeah, but what happens if one of those two come ab above that lineup? Then it still doesn't matter because like you guys still tied in those four people. If four people tie, then you guys are still going to stay there and then you have to do another tie break. Right. Well, I, I brought up on the screen, uh, we're going to just do an equity worksheet. I mean, you could do this from with a formula, but I want to show show how you would work this problem out. Now, these are the types of problems that you will encounter in DFS, obviously with a lot more variables than this, but just thinking in terms of equity, okay? So the entry into this, the theoretical entry, I mean, technically we're not paying this price, is $11,666.66 or whatever for a total of $70,000. The, the round two tickets are worth $15,500. If you come in 31st and 32nd place, you get paid $4,000 for, for your entry, okay? So here's the payout structure. $15,500 for the top four, $4,000 for each of the two spots underneath. Total of $70,000 in here, and your entry is $11,666. Now, if everyone played, and we're, we're gonna, for all intents and purposes, the lineups are equal, equal in probability. We'll come to that later. So if everyone played a different lineup, what you would do is divide the total prize pool by the places there are, and then that would be your equity. So if everyone had, if A, B, C, D, E, if we all had the same lineup, right? I could put it in here, like one, you know, everyone had a different lineup like this. This was the configuration. What would each of our equity be? There's no rake in this contest, so it's $11,666. So if we all play different lineups, our EV would be neutral. 
assuming those lineups are equal to each other, right? Uh, now, what happens if two of us play the same lineup? Okay, so there's four, there's five unique lineups, four people playing different lineups, and two duplicating. Okay, so now, without using a formula, I'm showing you how to think through this. What are the spots that this lineup, these, these the two dupes, could occupy? Okay, first and second. So if you come in, if you're one of the two that come in first or second, you get $15,500. If you come in second and third, you get $15,500. If you come in third and fourth, you get $15,500. Now, what happens if you come in fourth and fifth? Well, you're going to split that 19,000, just like you do in DFS, $19,500. You add them together. Divided by two. So the equity in that would be 9750. Okay. And what happens if you come in fifth and sixth? Your equity would be four thousand. Okay. So those are the five outcomes. So let's say that those are the five outcomes and everything's all equal. You add up fifteen thousand five hundred plus fifteen thousand five hundred plus fifteen thousand five hundred plus ninety-seven fifty plus four thousand. Doing that right, right in on my little calculator. Sixty thousand two hundred and fifty. Sixty thousand two hundred two hundred and fifty divided by five is twelve thousand fifty dollars. So that would be. Let me let me reduce the font so they all stay in the same line. There we go. Okay. Are, hold on. Why are you doing this in a Word document and not a Google Sheet? Uh, because I don't know. Easier to show on the screen. Okay. Right. Just easier. Yeah. Just if you were writing out by pen. I'm showing people that that, that people get. I show stuff on Excel and then people ask me, "Can I just get the Excel spreadsheet?" I'm like, "Dude, it's just addition and multiplication." Right. I mean, like you could just like you could you could make this in three minutes. I don't know why you can't, but people get people get all perturbed. That's why we're making these Excel tools as simple as, as, as they can. OK, so if the equity in this lineup is twelve thousand fifty dollars. That's more than eleven six sixty six by how much more? Twelve thousand fifty. Minus eleven six sixty six is three hundred eighty four dollars. So this lineup is plus 384. So if this lineup gets duped twice is plus 384. That means the share of the equity of all these other four lineups has to equal minus $384 on the other end. So 384 divided by four is 96 bucks. So all these lineups have a negative equity. It would be 11,500 and whatever the hell dollars. So all these lineups would actually be negative EV as long as one, two people duplicate and all lineups are, are, are equal. Okay. Now what happens, James, if three people duplicate, do you think this number goes up or down? Mm, it's going to go down. Oh, you, oh, you think that the equity, that the, per, that the people with three dupes get less Expected value or oh, no, 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 you're sorry. Sorry. I, I was looking at a uh, continue. Yeah, you're right. So you think that if three people tie, right? If three people have the same lineup that you get even more 
Yes. So let's go. Let's go through that. Okay. If you if you're if you have the same lineup as two other people, there are only what one, two, three, four outcomes. You either all come in first through third, which is fifteen thousand five hundred. Second through fourth, which is fifteen thousand five hundred. Now, if you come in third, fourth, and fifth, that's thirty-one. That's thirty-five thousand divided by three. Is eleven thousand six hundred and sixty-six and whatever in the change. And then let's say you come in fourth, fifth, and sixth. Right, that's the other outcome. Third, fourth, and fifth. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. So that's twenty-three thousand five hundred divided by three, and that's seventy-eight thirty-three thirty-three whatever. Okay. Now you add these all up: thirty-one thousand plus eleven six sixty-six plus. 7833. That's 50,500. 50,500 divided by four. 12,625. 12,625, which gives you 12,625 minus your 11,666. That's $959. Then the other three. But split 959 divided by three, that's 319.66 or whatever, right? So here's negative equity, $319 less, okay? So if three people, if two people dupe, the dupe equity makes the other lineups negative. And the more you get duplicated, if you go up to four, you go up to five, it gets worse and worse for you based on this payout structure of paying the top four out of six like this. And Daniel Hutchins in the chat says, this is delightfully perverse. I wonder if it's the case that anytime the top payout goes to more than half the field, this result holds for lineups with equal projection. That this would, that would be, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm kind of showing here. Right. So, Knowing this, now we could do the next one with four, if four duplicates or five duplicates, but in a payout structure where more than half of the line, where, where more than half of the payouts are equal to the top, you wanted, you actually gain by duplication in your equity. Okay. So going into this slate, James, there were three lineups that I found that were virtually equal to each other as far as projection and win probability. Like win, win, like the fighters winning the fight type of probability. Uh, and I had to choose between the three. That was my original choice of which one of these three lineups should I play? When you're doing that, when I was looking at all three, you know what, what the only thing that I was thinking about? Which one's going to be duped? Yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. that's all. I didn't care which one I thought was better, quote unquote. They're all so close. They're all so close. Projection wise, win probability wise, everything. Uh, I I just like which one, what, what, which one is more people going to have? Now that question was solved for me when four hours before lock, the Donald Cerrone and Joe Lozon fight got canceled. And out of those three lineups, Donald Cerrone at 8,300, wasn't two of them. So once I take out those two lineups, I'm only left with one. Yeah. So there's one lineup 
that projects win probability and median projection, everything above others. I mean, not significantly above others, but enough so that that's probably the lineup that you should be playing in cash games. And it was the most popular lineup in double ups across the side and everything. Uh, four people. I mean, it was four people duped. So it was me and three other people. And then two, one, one person, uh, played the meet what was the median optimal of of an aggregated projection mm -hmm. so if you just went and you didn't care about win probability and you just cared about median outcome this lineup projected for like almost maybe maybe barely a point over the lineup that that the four of us played but the win probability was lower and that's what that's what what adam shipped my money played there was another guy that played a lineup that probably shouldn't have played, that didn't stack the main event. So played for six winners, which is more of a GPP lineup, right? Everyone else stacked the, stacked the main event. Fortunately for them, they both got through. <laughs> so now there's, now there's four people left for a second tiebreaker where the top two out of four. Okay, yeah. Okay, so now let, going into this late, let's, you, let's do, do the brain exercise. Top two of four, which is essentially is a 50-50. There's no race. There's nothing like that. What? Let's say we get into a uh, a situation where, like, there's there's two or three lineups that are very close to each other, nearly equal. Should I care about the duplication? At this point, yes. Why would you say that? I think I'm I'm trying to work through the math. Yeah, you're trying right to now. work through it. Yeah, I because I, I wrote down all this math like for myself too. So, so first, if, if, let's say let's let, I'm gonna I'm gonna on the screen I'm gonna change the I'm gonna change the contest I'm gonna put it to what it is coming up. Yeah. This week. Okay. So, so first and second get fifteen five. Yeah. Third and fourth get four thousand. Four thousand. Still, it's still the same entry fee, eleven thousand six hundred and sixty-six, and uh, what thirty-one thousand thirty-nine? What thirty-nine thousand is the total? Fifteen thousand, yeah, thirty-nine thousand total. Right, thirty-nine thousand divided by four is ninety-seven. So entry, hold on, thirty-one thousand thirty. Oh yeah, because it's ninety-seven fifty. Okay, there we go. Entry is ninety-seven fifty. Right, because because we met, we're, we're not paying four out of six. We're paying three. Okay, now right. I got. It. Okay, so entry is ninety-seven fifty, thirty-nine thousand total. So if we if we do this again, obviously, if we all play different lineups, and our equity is just ninety-seven fifty. I mean, just. Assuming, assuming all the lineups are, are equal to each other. Okay. So now what happens if one, if two of us play the same lineup, what happens? So if two of you play the same lineup, then you can place first or second. So you've okay, got 15, five there. That's 15, five, right? You can place second or third. So now you're at 97.50. Right. Or you can place third or fourth, which is 4,000. Right. Okay. So when you add them up. Fifteen five plus ninety seven fifty plus four thousand. That's twenty nine two fifty. 
29,250 divided by 3 is 9,750. Is the same amount of equity as if you the other two lineups would also have 9750. So if you dupe with another person, your equity doesn't change at all. Now what happens what happens if it's now three? Three and one. You're gonna do one of two things come in first, second, or third together, which will end up in another tiebreaker, right? Or coming second, third, and fourth, which will end up in another tiebreaker, but still the equity. If we do this, I'll just show it on the screen instead of doing it the by telling you what it is. So if we do fifteen hundred plus fifteen thirty-one thirty-five thousand divided by three is eleven thousand six hundred sixty-six, and if we come in second, third, and fourth, that's uh, what uh, twenty-three thousand five hundred divided by three is seventy-eight thirty-three. Okay, those are the two outcomes, and the average of those two outcomes is 9750. It means the other lineup equity is 9750 also. And there may be some smart people, some smart Alex in the chat that may go, Well, what happens if two we two of us dupe and the other two dupe? Well, that's the same as just playing a head to head, right? That's the same as right, two of us either get through and two of us don't because one lineup is going to come above the other. And it's going to end up being 97.50 also. Mm -hmm. So in the case of this coming tiebreaker, based on what we just worked out, which will apply to any payout structure like this, in a 50-50 scenario, doesn't matter as far as your equity is concerned when it comes to duplication. Technically, no. Why, why do you say technically? Because you're not actually gaining any EV, right? You're not gaining any of it. Your ticket is still worth what you entered into. So you're not gaining EV, but you're not losing EV by doing it. Right. So let's say, let's say I, 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 the same situation comes up. I find three lineups that are like dead even with each other. Should I be, I shouldn't do like I did last time and go, well, which one's going to be the most duped? Mm -hmm. Like it's, 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 it's neutral. So when 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 the EV difference is neutral, I shouldn't even consider that variable. Right. So duplication will not matter at all. I mean, no, not for this next one. Not okay. if you're trying to maximize EV. Right. Now, put into more realistic terms, what happens if I tell you, James, that in this that that there are two line that there's one lineup that out of like let's say that there are a couple of lineups to choose from one lineup is significantly better than the other three lineups should i should i play in this contest that lineup regardless of duplication or i mean i'm answering the own i mean we already answered this question like is there is there a penalty for playing a lower projected lineup Yes. Yes. For this contest. Yeah. For this contest. Right. Is there a penalty for playing in the original, the four out of six that we showed? Is there a penalty for, for playing a lower projected lineup? Not if it's more duped. So let, let me ask you a question then. 
in the first example where the more duped the lineup is, the more equity you gain. But remember, we said, given that all things being equal, that you have a choice of playing whatever amount of lineups, and each lineup has the same win probability, same projection. So in, in the example we had when two people duped, in that six-player example, right, we had before, which I can't go back to because I didn't save. Remember, remember, in that example, this dupe lineup gained like $396 or something like that. Yeah. And these were all like minus 96 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if that dupe lineup is like three points lower projected than all these individual lineups? Who cares? No, I have to care because these calculations of equity oh, all, all are all dependent that all lineups are equal. Sure, I see what you mean. So let's say, let's say this lineup, this these individual lineups, let's just say, have a fifty-five percent chance of of beating this lineup, right? And this is forty-five percent chance. Okay. Now the equity can't just be 396, 96, 96, 96 like that. Obviously, this duplicated lineup doesn't have 396 extra dollars of equity. It may have less because it's only it only beats out this other lineup 45% of the time. So the duplication factor, right? The amount of equity you're gaining from the duplication has to be still positive compared to the actual probability and projection of the lineups. Are you doing some calculations? Uh, I, I'm, I mean, I'm working through the spreadsheet on my, on my own screen as well. So that I can, maybe yeah. you could share your screen. We could do that on StreamYard. No, it's okay. You, you've got it. You've got it. Right. So what would, so let's say James on, on, on your end, mm-hmm. what would the, percent what would the win probability difference be for that duplicated lineup at plus 396 or whatever be where the equity would turn to zero even with the duplication i'm not sure 42 percent 43 percent it seems like uh like 40 is it 40 percent equal hold on you you go ahead and do it Okay, well, I'm not. No, I'm not doing anything in Excel or anything. I'm just. I, I would be doing this. I would. I'm not going to show it by I, hand. Yeah, I get you. Right, because now we're going to add this. This is what you would do in Excel more yeah. than do it on a on a, just a Google Doc just to show it. But the point that I'm making is that as the duplication goes up, because remember we saw before that if it was four dupes and five dupes, you gained even more equity. But let's say Adam, let's say you knew going into that four out of six contest that five people were going to dupe. And they were going to dupe with a lineup that projects for much lower than a lineup that you believe is optimal. Mm-hmm. And you believe your lineup beats that other lineup. I'm using an exaggeration, okay? Let's say you believe that your lineup beats that other lineup 90% of the time. But that lineup is going to be duped five times. Obviously, your lineup, as even though the others are duped five times, is way better, right? So even though if everything was equal, you'd end up negative EV because the other five are duped. 
But because your lineup is a not is 90% chance to win rather than 50% chance to win, it's actually the dupe to the five dupes that have the negative equity. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they have le- much less likelihood of beating that single lineup and they're they're tied with everyone. So that balance has to be has to be there. This is what we talk about in DFS, James, all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? We we talk about for for sports like like a showdown. For instance, let's let's go to some people may not play MMA. So in NFL showdown, you could play a unique lineup, right, of all $100 players. You're unique. You're not duped, right? But your win probability is so low. Your projection is so low that it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter whatsoever that, okay, great. You have a unique lineup that scores eight points. Because none of these players are good. backup quarterbacks, right? Whatever the hell. Fifth tight ends, seventh wide receivers. Like your shot at actually winning first place is virtually zero, even though it is a unique lineup. Yet you could find a lineup that is duped three times that has more equity than that unique lineup because although it's duped three times, it wins, you know, way more than it should. So when it wins first place, yeah, you're not getting $100,000. You're not getting whatever, $500,000 by yourself. But you're getting 170000 splitting three ways or or 35000 splitting three ways for the percentage of the time that it comes up. Nothing to add. No, you're, you're owning it. I, I mean, I, I could also add in that... Um... No, I mean, what, what do you want me to add to that? that I don't that's know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if there's anything to add to it, but I'm showing, even though we're, we, were using, we were using a cash game example of thinking in terms of how duplication affects the equity you have in contests. Okay? That could be a positive. It could be a negative. We've seen, obviously, we've talked a lot about showdown contests, MMA contests, small field golf contests, two-game MLB slates, where in GPP structures, progressively paid out, duplication is a negative, typically. It is a negative factor towards the equity and expected value of your lineups. But in cash games, it actually is a positive. It actually ends up being a positive variable, assuming that the projection of your lineups are still good, Mm -hmm. right? So in order to overcome in cash games, heavy duplication by your opponents, what variable do you have to make up in order to to rectify that if you're not going to duplicate? That win equity. Right, win equity, right. Win projection, right? You could look and I could look around for this tonight's baseball slate for whatever reason. You're playing a 23-man double up, right? You're playing a 50-50. Let's just say 50-50. It makes it easier. A 20-man 50-50. And you know that six, seven people are going to have this same lineup. The, the bat optimal, whatever you want to call it. Or the aggregated, whatever, the, whatever. So from some site, right? some high projected lineup. Now, if you if those projections are off, if you think, oh, I could play a lineup that's three points higher projected, right? Whether or not you play that lineup is directly related to the amount of duplication of that other lineup. So as that lineup gets more and more duplicated, 
right? The more and more projection you need to have in order for it to be worth playing a different lineup. So if, let's say out of a 20-man 50-50, a 20-man double up, whatever, cash game, anything, triple up, it doesn't matter. Uh, something where it's not a progressive payout structure, where first to you know, middle doesn't matter. If if a lineup is going to be duplicated twice, if you have twenty, if you have nineteen opponents, and two people are going to duplicate, that affects your equity, but very marginally, right? If their if their lineup is lower projected, it actually benefits you. Mm-hmm. But if their lineup is the highest project, if you if you can't possibly make a higher projected higher win probability lineup, that does affect you, even if two people do by a little. And as it goes to three, to four, to five, to six, it affects you negatively more and more and more. In order to make up by not either your choices to play that lineup or find a lineup that is more and more higher projected than that lineup, hoping that obviously those people are wrong or, you know, they're just, it's group think and everyone's playing the same, you know, who knows? It happens in basketball a lot, right? Everyone's playing this stud instead of that stud, even though, the difference in projection is like one minute. Mm-hmm. It's like if, if if everyone else is wrong by one minute, your lineup actually projects for slightly higher, right? But let's say in that 20-person double, let's say you have that exact situation. It's NBA, and you're playing a 50-50. And obviously, there's like three value plays on the slate that are just no-brainers, that everyone's – you're obviously plugging in, right? Some injury happens. And you're down to like, do you play LeBron or Giannis, something like that. And they're both projected within like a half a point of each other. But it's all based on like one or two minutes of basketball. If you believe that one player should have one extra minute. And that if the, if the other lineup is going to be duplicated only like three or four times, you probably should play what you believe is the better lineup. That extra one point, three, two points probably makes up for two, three, four people duplicating, five people duplicating. If you're up to like eight points of duplication, eight, seven, eight, nine, it's probably better, even if you think that the minutes are off by a minute or two, to play the uh, play the duplicated lineup at that point. Because even if you're right, your projection only goes up by like two points. And that increased two-point projection is in win equity isn't worth the duplication is, take, is taking your equity out. Yeah, it's cool exercise. That's that's really interesting. Um, it's and it goes back to me trying, literally trying to be duped in head to heads. Uh, Daniel Hutchins did say uh, in the chat, in real rake head to head games, it behooves you to pick a highly duplicated lineup so that when you face other sharp players, you're more likely to get the break refunded. And while I think that because we we talked about that, uh, it, it was either last week or two weeks ago, where if you're playing in in higher dollar head-to-heads and you're up against sharp players that strategy maybe works like twice and then th- th- they're going to figure out kind of what you're doing um and then they're going to employ what you just talked about jordan where they're going to play a lineup that is different so they know because they know that you're just going to play like the highest owned lineup so they'll play something that beats you out by some amount of projection so their win equity is then higher but uh in general yeah if you're if you're playing head to heads or if you're playing something where it's not a progressive payout, and even if it is a progressive, eventually like your duplicated lineups sometimes have more equity. Um, yeah, you, you should be aiming for for the duplications. I think. Right, Daniel's in the in the chat doing the calculation. Which yeah, is, he's he's got to math there. 
Right. Six man, four out payout case. Basically, it basically says if five players dupe, that you'll need a 55.5% chance to beat that lineup in order to want to not dupe that lineup. Mm-hmm. Which for most sports, you're not gonna you're not gonna find one. If everyone's playing, if five people are playing that lineup, it's most likely but not going to be so underprojected compared to a better. It's most likely going to be the best line, going to be the best medium lineup. If five people are duplicating, there has to be a reason for that, right? Typically, yeah. that you're going to need a 55 for right. So it it almost becomes the fact that you you're not going to find a lineup that's better than that. Mm-hmm. But in G, but think of the 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 reverse in GPPs. So I know a lot of people may be listening, watching. They're like, "Well, I don't play cash games, bubble <coughs> ups. Like, how does this apply to me?" Well, think of the inverse, the inverse, maybe not the reverse, the inverse, the contrapositive. No, it's not. But the inverse for GPPs, that the more and more your opponents dupe, the less and less chance that you need to beat them. So like it would be the other end of the spectrum. Let's say same contest, winner take all. Okay. So it's first place or nothing. And five people were going to dupe. You would only need a what? 45% chance of beating that lineup to be prof- to, to be profitable. Like if you could find a lineup that has a 40, which you could find in, in, in NBA or in most sports, you could find plenty of those, right? Because if everyone's playing like the top projected lineup, the next couple of lineups are like, it's the different, instead of it being 50-50, 50, it, it's like 51-49, the next five lineups are like 51.5, 48.5. Then the next one is like 52, 48. Then the next one's like 50, 52 and a half, 57, 47 and a half. Like you could, like just a couple of lineups underneath the optimal, it's still less than 50, it's, it's still more than 45% chance. So like if you knew, if you were playing a six-man contest, like we were just talking about, and only the top one paid, and five people you knew were going to dupe, it would be so easy. And if, especially if you knew exactly what that dupe lineup is, just play the second highest projected lineup and you profit. Like it's an automatic profit at that point. As long as the payout structure is more than half and you get paid more for first place, right? Which is essentially what a GPP is. So you can see just in concept, because we're showing with this cash game, we're showing the inverse of this. So if the in, if the inverse is correct, that means that, the, the, the opposite is also correct. So the more and more your opponents dupe in a six-man winner-take-all, the more and more likely you should play a lineup that projects lower that isn't duplicated. Yep. Obviously, you don't want to play a lineup that projects 7 million points lower, but obviously when it comes to these to median lineups, you could find, I mean, look, a baseball slate tonight, you could play any of the top 50 lineups and be virtually equal, 51-49 with any of the other lineups. Right, they're not that dramatic differences. So if you knew you were playing a a let's say a five man, like we see the five man lobby, right? In uh in Undraft Kings, it pays out the top two, right? It pays out first more than second, right? Second is typically double your money, and first is like four times your money, right? Or three times your money. So in those types of contests, you want people to duplicate. You want like like duplication helps you. If you're in a five man and two people have the same lineup, the other, the, the people that are not do benefit uh, as long as their projection 
is not dramatically lower, which in cash games for MLB or NBA will happen. MMA is a little bit different because there's only so many ways you could go. So to get to the, to even move to the next point, duplication hurts you in progressively payout contests. So the smaller the contest, the more that it hurts you, right? If you're playing a 30,000 field GPP and you get duped once, it doesn't hurt you. I mean, it still hurts you, but it doesn't hurt you as much as playing a three-man winner-take-all and one guy duping you. Essentially, if you get duped in a three-man, the other, the person with the unique lineup is the only one that has positive EV in the contest. And you could see how if you had two accounts and you knew what one person was going to play, that automatically duping the other person makes you money. So that's that's that that's the three man and five man collusion stories in the high stakes that you may hear about. It uses this concept directly. Of I'm gonna if if you were colluding in a in a three man, basically two people would go you 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 and your friend and your collusion friend would go in wait for a third person. You see who the third person is and know what lineup they're going to play. If you have a very good shot at knowing what their lineup is going to be, it's going to be some aggregate optimal. Like it's NBA. It makes it, it's a very straightforward lineup, right? Type of thing. They're more likely to just play that. What you would do is you would play that lineup. You would go, I want to play that lineup. And then you tell your friend to play the second highest optimal, right? And as long as one of you duped, one of the two of you dupe against the third guy, you bo- both of you show a profit, right? So I'm the, this concept that I'm showing is not just for cash games, not just for GPPs. This is this is thinking mathematically about equity in a contest, no matter what types of contests that you're playing. So James, are, are we going to be playing three mans together? <laughs> I think I think that if I were to answer that on a recorded line, uh, that would probably be a pretty bad idea for the equity here. Now, in order in order to do in order to do that and not get caught or whatever like that, probably is only worth it to do in the high stakes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, or you can get caught and nobody cares. Right, or that, that's also true. You could also get caught and no one cares. <laughs> Also, in order to make profit like that overall, it, it's a long period. Mm-hmm. It's not the type of thing. It's like it's it's negative EV for the other lineup. But to realize that equity, like you have to churn out a lot of money. Yeah, you got to be running those three mans. Not, not that this is happening at all, but I mean, you would have to be in basically every single three man for every single main sport in, uh, in the high stakes. And, and again, not that this is happening, but. Um, it would probably take a couple of years of it happening to to really show a profit if it was if this was happening. Right, Daniel in chat says I suspect that in very small, under twenty five man GPPs at high stakes I've played, the bulk of my EV comes from others duping. Absolutely, and that would be absolutely correct. That that when when I talk about on on the theory of DFS podcast, and uh, and we talk about the difference between large field GPPs and small field single entry stuff mm-hmm. is that the propensity of a lot of higher stakes players, especially the cash game players that are just throwing one lineup into everything 
where they're they're playing a a five hundred and fifty five dollars single entry or four hundred a thousand dollars single entry, but they're playing like fifty thousand dollars worth of volume. So they're just throwing their because they're playing ten thousand dollar head to heads or whatever like that. That they're playing a cash they're playing a quote cash lineup. So in like a twenty man thousand dollars single entry GPP, like they're just throwing in their cash lineup, and it's quite possible that. That three, it's quite possible in that contest, three people have a dupe, another person has a dupe with someone else. Like there's there's multiple dupes. Like it's not just one. It could some slates maybe maybe seven people have the same lineup, but a lot of times it's three people have the same lineup, then another three people have the same a different same lineup, and then two other people ha- are duped, and then the rest are, are are solo. Like in a in a twenty twenty five man contest. Like if you're, as long as your projection is not ridiculously low, like your equity just goes, you, you don't, you don't even have to do anything for your equity to just go straight, straight up just from the sake of multiple people duplicating in a, in a progressive payout structure tournament, even at 20 people, because that it affects it more because in a 20 person contest, if everything's being equal, everyone has 5% equity in that contest. So for you to dupe, you're duping. It's like, it's very similar. If you had 5% equity in a, let's just say a 10,000 person contest, 10,000 entry contest, like a large field GP, let's just say 30,000. A lot of them are 30,000. If you had 5% equity in a 30,000 entry contest, that means you had 1,500 lineups. Okay, so for two of those lineups in a 20 man GPP to dupe, that's 10% of the total equity in the contest, right? Because it's two lineups duped. In a 30,000 person contest, that's like 3,000 lineups all being equal. Like having a dupe of a dupe train of 3,000 is similar. We don't get dupe trains of 3,000 in large field GPPs, even, even, in, even in NBA Showdown. You don't see three thousand way dupes. You see, you may see three hundred. You may even see a thousand way dupe, but you don't see a three thousand way dupe. So, so duping in a twenty man GPP is the equivalent of being on a three thousand person uh, lineup train for like an NFL showdown contest, which is hilarious, right? Which put things in. I'm just showing to put things into perspective. It's like, oh, what's the big deal in a twenty man contest if I dupe? Right. Well, we, we had a case. We had a case, James, in this past slate that in the 555, it's a 300 man contest and the winner duped twice. So it was a three way tie for first. OK, so let's put things into perspective. What's three out of 300? It is one percent. One percent. OK, so one percent of the lineups were duped. OK, so let's let's just put it into some pragmatic perspective. In a uh, uh, NFL showdown contest of 100,000 players, entries, if 1% of the lineups were duped, how many lineups is that? 1,000. Right. So the playing a three-way dupe in the 555 and 300 people is the same. In terms of equity. In terms of equity, right. As playing the same lineup as 999 other people. In an NFL showdown contest with a hundred with a hundred thousand entries in it. 
So if you if you if you look at that and go, if I asked you for an NFL showdown contest, James, I got a lineup for you. It's great, right? The only problem is it's going to be duped a thousand times. You'd look at me, James, and you'd think I'm nuts, right? I mean, I would, yeah. Right, right. Prag pragmatically, yeah. Right. You'd go, why the hell would I play a line? It's like, like you don't even mind. You'd be like, I don't mind a lineup that's duped fifty ways, which is mm -hmm. still, to me, you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. But definitely not a thousand. So in a 300 person contest, playing a lineup that is duped three ways is just from an EV perspective as negative EV mm -hmm. is doing that. So in a 300 person contest, let's say you're duped twice. Let's say in a 300 person contest, you dupe with one other person. Okay. So how much equity is that? What, 0. 0.75? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so that's still that's still equivalent of being duped 750 times in that NFL showdown contest, right? Uh, six. It's six six. Six. So, okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So yeah, it's 667 entries. Right. Duped in the okay. hundred thousand. So basically, if you're play, if you're playing like a if you essentially what 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 I'm kind of bringing the point to is that if you're playing like a contest that has like 500 or less entries into it, like in the high stakes or whatever, you're playing the seven 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 walk-off, baseball, whatever contest, that dupe, duping is even worse for you than in large field, than, than what we're even talking about for like showdown contests. Mm -hmm. Like, so if you can't get unique in that small of a field, like that is contributing to, so, to more of your negative EV than possibly the projection leverage or correlation of like all those three levers that we talk about, we have this little dude. Maybe it's the duplication clutch right on the side of the vehicle, right? <laughs> right, it's the clutch. I'm not, I never do manual. I've never driven manual transmission, but it's not, it's not one of the main levers. But it's kind of like this little little thing here uh, that that duplication clutch lever, that little clutch. Like it turns out that if you if turns out that uh, that means a lot more. Like in in the smallest, like I, I'm I'm just I'm kind of beating the same point over that that if you're gonna if you're gonna be playing like oh let me throw this into let me throw this lineup into the 121 single entry in MLB and I think this is the one of the main reasons why the 121 single entry MLB contest is I believe the softest contest on the site is for two reasons one ownership condenses way too much. And they're the duplicate that combinatorial duplication. So let's say two lineups. Okay, you have duplication in that contest as it is. You have a here's this lineup is duped four times. This lineup is duped six times. This lineup is duped twice. But also, even if out of those the six the lineups that are duped six times, there's like six other lineups that are like a one v one of that lineup also. So like there's nine players in there that are also duped, right? You get all this duplication going on. Common, combinatorially, at least, in addition to full lineups, that I believe that there that that duplication alone makes up for the rake. I, I think I think uh, Daniel would would agree with me on that. I uh, I wish that the one twenty one was ten k first every single time because I do agree that it's like just that I think that that one and the. The only contests that I'll play for MLB at this point are the 88, the 121, and the 250. 
because like I, I think those three contests specifically for MLB are just like significantly better. The the one twenty one when it is ten k to first and two fifty min cash is like that's a perfect that's a perfect contest to me. You're not gonna find anything better than that, right? And that's what I always tell people, and and it's unfortunate because like that contest is is just the nuts, and then people who don't have the bankroll for it is like you're relegated to like the four dollar twenty max where you're getting like. 38 cents for a min cash and like the top prize is 2k and it, it's it's unfortunate but yeah the, the 121 um that, that's a really good contest and outside of outside of the dupes and the and the combinatorics like you were talking about like uh the, the, on top of that you also have another subset that is larger than that of people who are like stacking the same team so even if it's not just one person off there's another like add 10 more people onto this train and eventually you end up with, I don't know, 60, 70 people who are all stacking the same team. And that team, we we know if they're all, if they all have equity in that team, and that team fails, it's all of their lineups are shot. And, and it doesn't even matter if it was the same lineup because it's the same team duped. So I, I think that it's one of the reasons why baseball is my favorite sport for, for DFS and for GPPs period is because of that. It's almost like uh, stacking an NFL on steroids, where you give so much of your equity to one team to end up performing that if that team does not do well, you're just shot. Yeah, Daniel says uh, he could confirm that the 121 is very, very soft mm-hmm. in his post lock sims. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right, and then Mike Gray says Yahoo Yahoo's filled with the bad optos in 50 and 100 mans. Well, I mean. If they're cash games, if they're 50-50s, if they're double-ups, then you'd want to have the same lineup. I mean, is is are you going to – I mean, once you get to the point where, like, most of the field is playing the same lineup, you're not going to beat the rake anymore. But as long as there's enough people that don't play it, you'd rather be part of the train in ca- in those format contests. But in the 50 and 100 mans, if they're, if they're like the 100 mans that pay out the top 12 and pay out first, if it's a progressively payout structure contest, you want to see that. Yeah, there's right? massive equity in fading that. You're right. You'd, 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 I mean, you'd essentially, if you could, if you're playing, let's say on, on, on FanDuel, because they run the 100 mans on FanDuel, and I think the 100 mans on FanDuel are the softest contests, probably in all of DFS, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 100 mans that pay out to top 12. I'm not talking about the 100 man 50 50s. The 100 mans that pay out the top 12, because a lot of people play cash lineups into that. Uh, either they play cash lineups or they play really bad lineups. I mean, sometimes you see really, really bad lineups. Uh, what I would suggest you do is play play the one dollar, whatever, hundred man tw- top twelve on FanDuel, and make sure you stack because a lot of people may not even be playing stack lineups into that. Uh, and then find out what the most duplicated lineups are. Like you could go, you could subscribe to Roto Grinders Premium. Right, click on that link in the description, get ten dollars off your first month, and run the optimal projections. Run it, you know, run it six thirty, half an hour before the lock. If you have subscriptions elsewhere, if you have projections from elsewhere, all you have to do is just run, run the bat. What's the optimal for the bat? What's the optimal for this site? What's the op? What's the aggregate of these? See what lot. What see what players come up in all of them. Right, just come up in all of them, and then X out that player. And then build a different line, like like literally X out the player, and then build whatever optimal you want based on that, 
And maybe you end up with like a 4v4 off of many duplicated lineups. And then that's what you, that all you have to do is do that and hope everyone else dupes combinatorically enough that over time, I may actually do that. Do you think that's a good experiment? I'm thinking of something that I could do that doesn't take much time for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good experiment. Uh, okay, I think so it'll be something people will enjoy seeing for sure. Right. So there are, I mean, I'll have to, I'll have to look. Uh, because it has to be FanDuel, because it can't be DraftKings, because I, I can't play that low stakes on, on DraftKings. So maybe I do that. Maybe on FanDuel, I will try to get in as many of the the the, the non-guaranteed 150 and 100 mans. Uh, and I think San, uh, Alex Santi is saying, this, saying the same thing, that that's what he does. It's like, and do that. And like, see, basically, uh, because I, I know what the projections are around the entire industry. Basically, just run the optimals, see what the most duplicated optimals are, mm -hmm. and like I'll just X out like if there's like four lineups that all have the same guy in it, X out that guy and then run it and see what my projection drop is, right? Because we talked about before, like you'd want to be on the you know, like duplication matter. If the next projected lineup is seven points lower, then probably you you should have that guy in your lineup, uh. Because like in NBA, the, the guy that's going to be in all the lineups is like the 4K guy that projects for 7 million points. You're probably not Xing that guy out, right? Because then your projection goes down too much. But seeing, like, okay, if I X this guy out and then play a different lineup, like, I should be able to make money long-term. Like, I would have to do this starting today and then do it for the rest of the baseball season. That it should be pro it should be profitable. I should I should have to, like... Set it. This is very similar to the NBA experiment that I did for a season, what a uh, season and a half, what let, the year before, where I'm just like I just didn't think and I just played the top optimal on both sites just blindly, and then made twenty thousand dollars doing that, right? With good contest selection. With this, I don't even need to do any contest selection. It's like I I know exactly the contests that I'm playing, right? The low stakes hundred man top twelve or the fifty man whatever, the low stakes non-guaranteed progressive payout stuff and let's see what happens yeah i i think that that's i mean obviously there's a lot of people that are making mistakes in those undermans because that's a lot of beginners um but yeah it's uh that i think that i think you're gonna end up making money on it and the nice thing about that like you just said there's no contest selection you can literally we, we talk a lot about the time invested into uh into dfs and like how much money you're making per hour we've done those those exercises before on this show where if you're taking more than about 10 minutes to build a lineup for cash games most of the time you're only making like 11 dollars an hour and you really want to be doing that so with this i mean you, you could feasibly end up making a lineup in what three minutes or something after you reg all your contests mm -hmm. so roi on that and like your your return on an hourly investment is probably going to be upwards of like how, how much action can you get down on that? I don't know. That's well. That's what I'm gonna have to find out. Yeah. I mean, if you can get if you can get a good thousand bucks down or something like no, that. No, no. I know it's not. No, it's not gonna be that much. No. Okay. I I, I don't play on Fanduel, so I don't know what right. the what like the total. I I, it, I I mean, is this worth that? The thing is that the time investment matters. Like, if I'm only gonna be playing baseball, like let's say, mm -hmm. like I said before, I think I'm just gonna be playing on DraftKings, like. The hunt 121 and like three entries into the 88 or like something like that, where I'm not, I'm not, I'm not spending time to build 150 lineups. So I could do that fairly quickly. 
that on FanDuel, essentially, if I'm doing that, those 100 man GPPs, I'm essentially playing a cash with flair type lineup. Yeah. And all I'm trying to, all I'm doing is trying to exploit the field on yeah. duplication. And, and there are, there are a lot of pros that I have noticed doing that as well in most single entries. Uh, no. There's like, like Empire Maker. That's what he does. Uh, all he does is just play his like his best cash lineup, his best projected lineup, and all the single entry stuff because it's just going to exploit the field. He, he does it for NFL, so it makes sense to do it on on FanDuel and Hunter. Right, because the because the, the key to this from a time perspective is I don't want to have to think. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to think a little. It's not going to be like automatic type of thing, but I could I could run the optimals from multiple sites, and then at ten minutes before lock, go. Well, okay. Let me see if I if I x this guy out. What is what am I what does my lineup look like? And if it's more than a three v three, I just play that lineup, right? And and if that's all my thinking goes into it, and it gives me enough difference with all the duplication, I should I should be profitable past the rank. And I think you will be. Okay. Well, I'm trying. I'm going to try it out. I'm gonna, I'll I'll start today. Right. It gives me something to do on FanDuel. Right, gives me something. So now, now all I need to do, like Alex says in the chat, is I need to like uh, every hour start uh, enter entering contests, because that that's the to me that's the time suck of like got to wait for new ones to spawn and then enter those and yeah go throughout the day. Very similar to playing cash games or whatever. Uh but uh, but no, I'll, I'll, I'll it's it's definitely James a better experiment than playing Madden Sims. <laughs> Hey, to be fair, actually, I, I have one sub who has been absolutely terrific in the Madden Sims that I built this. Like, he he did the experiment that you and I wanted to do, but, like, you got bored super quick, and I got, like, busy really quick. But he has been using them, and I'm, I was actually going to stop the Madden Sims projection on the site so that I could start working on the NFL, like, offseason stuff. And he, he was like, no, you can't do that. Like, I, I make too much money doing this, and you need to keep running Madden Sims. I'm like, okay, well, it only takes me like seven minutes to make them in the morning anyway. So for you, I will continue to do it. But it, it's been it's been profitable. He's been really good. And maybe it's just because Bill's fan can't play anymore. But like that 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 must definitely help though. It it has it absolutely helps him because it, it removes like one of the absolute regs. There, there's like six guys that play right, every but Bill's player. fan was in like Bill's fan was like the highest volume Madden Sims player there was. Um and Emil Heskey. There, there were, there's four people that there was Bill's fan. There's Emil Heskey. And then there's at least two other people that are in every single contest and every single head to head. Like there, there's at least four of them that play every single one and have maximum like, like action on it. So, and it's not hard to do, right? It's like 600 bucks a day or something like that. You don't have to be a high roller to do it, but that there's people that, and, and it's beatable, it's beatable, but regardless, this will be more profitable. So if if you enjoyed the conversation, right about you know this we're talking about game theory. This this is the game theory of daily fantasy sports, right? It applies to all sports. We talked about multiple sports when it comes to this, right? It's, it's math. This all it is is math, and it's not that complicated math. Look, I did it on a Google Doc, right? Just like I'm like let's just think it through. Think of the combinations. Think of okay. Right. And you can do this in Excel. You can make more complicated stuff in Excel for different, but bigger payout structures and whatever like that. But it's this, this, this isn't complicated. So if you want, if you want more of this type of discussion, how to think like a professional DFS player, 
Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. It's a 15-hour audio masterclass with me and James. Right? So you hear me and James, we explain everything to you. So you get a nice structured seminar-based education of all of these concepts. And I can't see how you don't get better at DFS from listening to this. At least once. Most people tell me they listen to it like once a month. Just to reiterate concepts, which is exactly how we we formatted it. Because that's how I learned how to play poker. Uh, So go to theoryofdfs.com and pick it up. James, you're at paydirt underscore DFS. I am at paydirt underscore DFS. Uh, I have been doing a whole bunch of work on the side. I actually added some free stuff. So I added some research tables for baseball uh, for people who just like want some research stuff. So yeah, I've been doing a bunch of work on that. And like I said, um, I should have the NFL offseason stuff, which is a whole bunch of rankings and um, projections and everything like that ready by the end of this month. So yeah, a lot, lots of cool stuff happening over there. And you can find me on Twitter at Blender HD and uh, hit that subscribe button. Hit the thumbs ups on your way out the door. Give me those tummy thumbs. And uh, later today, we got Grinders Live. Doug will be going over the eighth game MLB slate. Roth will be on crush time to talk about the weather. I'm not sure if there is any. Seems like the entire country is on is on a heat wave. So uh, so tune in then. Live locks with Grant. They'll, they'll, that's on the Scores and Odds channel. And uh, and I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll be talking about what happened this to tonight's MLB slate. Uh, maybe I'll go through what I did for the for the on FanDuel, if I'm going to do that tonight, maybe go through a little bit of that tomorrow and answer your DFS strategy questions like I always do on the DFS pregame show on RotoGrinders.com. <laughs>